This is the Reading Teacher's Lounge, where listeners can eavesdrop on professional conversations between elementary reading teachers. We're passionate about literacy and strive to find strategies to reach all learners. Shannon and Mary are neighbors who realized that they were literacy soul sisters at a dinner in their Atlanta neighborhood. Once they started chatting about reading, they haven't really stopped. Come join the conversation. Hi, welcome back to the Reading Teacher's Lounge. Today it's season two, episode four. I have another bonus episode for you today. Uh, This is a question I actually came across, and I feel like it's a really great talking point. The question is, who and what are the kids who fly under the radar? And then what can we do about those kids? Um, Today, I wanted to just take some time right now. Shannon is still under the weather, poor thing, um, but she is definitely on the mend. She is excited to come back and record with me soon. Um, For now, I wanted to just kind of address this important question because I know that teachers... um, come across this all the time, whether you're a veteran teacher or a novice teacher, even a pre-service teacher. And I think it's the pre-service teachers that I really want to address in this episode. Uh, It can benefit everyone. Um, It can also benefit the parents who are just a little confused um, about why the teacher will say, oh no, your kid is doing great. And then you just notice there are a lot of cracks and holes um, in their academic performance. So I'm going to give you a little story um, about a student who I have recently been working with. And um, he's very bright. He's well-behaved. I think one of the key um, attributes of him is that he has really strong social skills and he's able to navigate the expectations of the school day with his peers and with the teachers. And I think that attribute is something that we don't really pay enough attention to, Um, in kids who do fly under the radar. Um, He is hardworking and he will complete all tasks that are asked of him and he will even persevere through those tasks. Um, Also, if he's struggling with something, he is willing to say, I don't know and ask a question appropriately. Um, But the really interesting piece about this is that with all of those amazing traits that he has, he's still having so much difficulty applying what he's learning in school. And I think the reason that I'm so interested in this as I have this retrospective look at things, um, this was me growing up. Uh, I, And I think, honestly, um, since we're always honest here at the Reading Teacher's Lounge, um, it, it still is me. I am sort of a people pleaser, and I do really like to... Um, I like to keep my head above water at times. I like to appear as though um, I know what's going on. I do ask really appropriate questions, too, if I don't quite understand something. But sometimes it is difficult for me to apply it. So I've never had a diagnosis um, of any learning disabilities or anything like that. But I do find that because I have some of this insight, uh, that may make me more of an effective special ed teacher. Don't mind if I just pat myself on the back with that compliment. Um, But uh, I do want to talk about this a little bit. So my little buddy um, is doing amazing. He checked in or the his mom checked in with the teacher 
And um, the teacher had some really glowing reports to say. She said, no, he's doing great. He's navigating the school day really well um, in grouping, although they don't have all of the testing results um, from the initial tests and assessments. Um, he is in more of the high middle group of reading um, at the moment. She did notice that he has some processing issues and asks to repeat directions, which the mom has been really aware of. Um, he also has some speech difficulties, which may um, be one of the causes for impacting um, his reading ability at this moment. He has a really fantastic kindergarten teacher who is working the entire Orton-Gillingham program in the regular ed cl um, kindergarten classroom, and he's really applying it. So um, glowing remarks. Uh, all summer long, I've been working with him on um, some phonological awareness tasks, and he will just keep plugging through. He's doing great. Um, I keep telling mom we're ready to maybe taper off services, and then my goodness, in the middle of the lesson, something pops up, and I'm like, wow, man, it's something that he really needs that explicit um, direction in, and he also needs someone to kind of guide him through applying the task um, and watching him do it independently before you do that release of, um, you know, of the entire academic task. So here's my example today. Um, today we were blending words, and we were working with the short A within the same word family, and I had my drill cards out, and we were working on blending. And we were doing um, the at family first, so we sounded out the vowel ah, then we sounded out the consonant. We put it together, and I heard tat, and then I heard ta, and I didn't hear the end of the word. And so I went back, and we, we modeled it again. We tapped it on our arm this time, at, and then you run your arm, your hand along the elbow crease to your wrist, and you say at, and we modeled just the family at several times, and then I would put the consonant in front, and the first consonant would be b, at, bat, and he would start to get it, and we would do three in a row, and then I would change the final sound. Um, in the word, we would work again on the word family, and he would need it explicitly taught all the way through. He just couldn't um, manipulate that final sound yet. Um, he's he just needs a little bit more explicit instruction than the average kid. But once he gets it, he does great. So I would say that he's one of those kids that would fly under the radar because at first glance, you could see that the teacher would be modeling it. He could socially and appropriately answer and respond. And then he believes that he's doing it the right way and saying tat instead of the at family. And that sort of has to do with um, maybe part of his speech difficulties. We're not quite sure. But regardless, there's a lot of skills that you need to keep in mind for a kid who is doing really well in the classroom. He's not a behavior problem or anything. So the question is, what do you do with kids like that? A lot of the time, they, there's not a whole lot to do. You really hope that they catch up. You spiral back. You reteach it again. You make sure that you pay really close attention in small groups, provide enough independent practice. But still, it's so difficult sometimes. Um, I think one of the 
one of the essential pieces is having an involved parent and a parent who's curious about the learning um, style of their own child and, and how they can help and work on it and someone who's receptive um, to explaining this process. I hear you. You're all going, yeah, except for I don't even have time to go to the bathroom during the middle of the school day. It's true. Um, once again, I don't have all of the answers. Working one-on-one in a tutoring session is much different than being a classroom teacher. I know. I was there. Don't forget. Um, I'm I'm going to reiterate that the point of this um, message today is to talk to our pre-service teachers, our novice teachers, and let them know some of these issues still exist. And I think what we need to go back to is that systematic and explicit approach to teaching um, and making sure that we're spiraling the curriculum back so that we can reach all of those um, learners in our classroom. And um, I also really want to hear from our listeners. I want to know what are, as I state this you know, conversation, who are you thinking of in your classroom that fits the mold of this? Do you have any examples of kids that are fly under the radar kids that don't necessarily match the description that I've given? Um, in a previous episode, and I'll link to it in our show notes, we talked about um, uh, kids who act up and are trying to keep the secret that they are struggling to read. And sometimes those emotions and frustrations kind of just burst out and you can see their behavior um, is a lot stronger. But we're talking about kids who are really socially savvy. So um, I would love to hear from veteran teachers or anyone who um, has stories that they can share. If you have a child yourself, um, please write to us. Send us a message on social media. Um, reach out to us somehow so that we can follow up with you because we're really curious. Um, Shannon shared a story with me that I'll just kind of reiterate with you all right now. So she had a student in her class who was not struggling with decoding. She was a really great word caller, um, but she was really struggling with comprehension. And the comprehension piece um, was really just evading her, and Shannon needed to find a hook to really get her. Um, and so she thought back to the beginning of the year, and this happened to be a year that Shannon was sending out postcards at the beginning of the year, introducing herself to her students. This student happened to be kind of a gossipy friend and was always just in the know about all of the social intricacies within the classroom setting. I know you're shaking your heads because you've also had children like that in your classroom. Well, Shannon, um, in her all of her wise years, picked up on that. And um, this child had said to her about the postcard that she had written her, oh, I know that your car is this color. I've been waiting for three years for you to be my teacher. I was so excited for you to send that postcard because now I know all about you. And she was really excited about it. The way that Shannon got the hook for this kid was she had her create sort of a gossip diary about the characters within the story that they were reading. She recognized that she had these really strong interpersonal skills, and she wanted to make sure that she was helping her apply that that piece as well. So if you do have any solutions, it's lovely to hear um, those kinds of solutions. I also am just interested in learning about all of the students that you're teaching. So please reach out to us. I hope you enjoyed this quick bonus episode tonight. Um, 
And hopefully the next time you hear us broadcasting, Shannon will be joining me. Thanks for coming to the Reading Teacher's Lounge. We're really excited and looking forward to the rest of season two. 